Fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Harry. My name's Maria. My name's Matt. And my name's Jordan. And welcome to the December Roundtable. <laughs> You guys nailed it. That was smooth. Smooth. Very well done. So welcome, everybody, to the December Roundtable. We hope you're having a nice run-up to Christmas. We had an interesting conversation before we kicked off the episode. Most of us are looking forward to Christmas. One of us... One of us has got the Grinch costume on firmly, not taking it <laughs> off until the 1st of January, it seems, or maybe even the 27th of December. Maybe in the 26th, who knows? Who knows? But we hope you're having a cracking week. You've probably heard this already from the regular episode that went out the other day. We hope you're having a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something, Doctor. Related. Related. Very good. Uh, and as uh, people have been pointing out, you bloody well have been watching doing something uh, Doctor Who related. As we had the second special on at the weekend just gone. And that's what we're going to be talking about in our review segment of the December Roundtable. So we've got a couple of little newsy bits to talk through, which we'll uh, we'll chew the fat on that. And then we'll get straight into our review uh, for these guys. So Adam and myself on the regular um, weekly episode, we've already done the Star Beast and Wild Blue Yonder. So I'm going to be passing... Uh, passing the buck no it's not that's a negative thing isn't it I'm not going to pass the buck no one's done anything wrong I'm going to pass the baton to these guys and we'll get these guys thoughts because these are the true stars let's be honest these are the true stars of the big blue box without these guys it would just be a it would just be a shadow a shell of itself without this lot so um yeah so let's go around and see how you all are Harry how are you doing buddy I'm doing all right, thank you, Gary. Doing all right. I am so happy that all of Doctor Who pretty much is on iPlayer. I've been diving mm. into all of that. Uh, I finished Evil of the Daleks, watched that for the first time today. Interesting story. Uh, and um, yeah, the anniversary was great fun. Um, apart from the Daleks in colour. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steady. It was all right. It was all right. Um, it was edited. <laughs> Not very well, in my opinion, but the colorization was a real treat. It was lovely. That was something to behold, a visual spectacle for sure. Um, yeah, and I'm happy Doctor Who's back on the TV, as I'm sure we all are. Um, it's it's a good time. Good times indeed. Welcome aboard, dude. Maria, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good, Gary. Um, I was uh, gadding about recently, went up to Riverside Studios. That was at the beginning of the month. Um, that was a really nice event um, that we went to. Um, kind of 
finished off the year in, you know, quite a nice way with, you know, some of these events. Um, I've been to quite a few of them now. And, um, you know, the DeWass ones are always really interesting because you get people um, perhaps that you wouldn't meet um, at other events. So, you know, they always managed to get um, really good kind of stars to come along. Um, and the queue for um, uh, for David Bradley to autograph things was huge. So um, I had a really nice chat with him. I didn't realise he actually comes from York, um, which is, um, I've got some relatives up there. So we had a nice little chat. Um, he was really nice, really nice, really friendly. Um, so I was gadding about doing that. And then I obviously watched um, the Daleks in colour, um, which I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed the first half probably better than the second half, but you could tell it was really heavily um, edited. So it kind of lost a little bit towards the end because they kind of, they chopped it up a little bit, but um, it was still enjoyable. It was, it was good to, you know, see it colorized. Um, although I did note that um, Barbara had a bright pink blouse on, which I couldn't take my eyes off, but she was actually wearing blue in the actual studio so um, that was a kind of strange decision to kind of you know give her a pink blouse but yeah I was I was kind of mesmerized by the color really they did it they did quite a good job actually colorizing it so um mm. so that was you know obviously that was um that was lovely to see on um on the screen um on tv um and you know obviously we're going to talk about our you know current series as well so you know it's been really fantastic recently you feel you feel really blessed as a fan, really, with all the content that there is and, you know, obviously all the stuff on iPlayer and some of the other stuff that, um, you know, they've been doing for the anniversary. So it's a good time to be a fan, I think, at the moment. It is. Yes. It sounds like you've been up to loads, as usual, which is good. Yeah. Very cool. Gadding about, uh, as you put it. I was gadding about. Oh, and I went to the Quiz of Rassilon, which was the first time, actually, when I went to the Riverside Studios. It was the first time I'd done the um, the quiz. And um, Adam was there. So we kind of teamed up um, as a as a team representing the Big Blue Box um, podcast. Um, we didn't do too badly, actually, because there was only two of us. Um, and some of the other teams had a lot more players. So we came in the middle rankings. So I wasn't too unhappy with that um but i'm i'm really competitive by nature when it comes to quizzing so you know if i do it again i'm definitely aiming for the top spot <laughs> mm -hmm. oh so you've got to aim for the top one if you definitely. aim for uh, if you aim for second or third you'll only ever get second or third so shoot for the top exactly if you shoot for your limitations you'll always reach them so shoot yeah. for the top defo Nice. All right, cool. Uh, Matt, how are you, dude? What have you been up to? I'm very well, thank you, Gary. Um, I've been up to quite a bit of Doctor Who-related things. Um, well, I just I just echo Harry and Maria. It's just an awesome, awesome time to be a Doctor Who fan. It's just everywhere. And, um, you know, honestly, you can't get away from it, but it's just not a bad thing. It's, it's just amazing. Um and I don't know about anybody else, but the amount of people that you that know that you are a bit of a well a mad Doctor Who fan uh, are now saying, you know, oh, did you watch Doctor Who? I watched Doctor Who, and they haven't watched it since David Tennant left. Um, 
and they come back and they were like, wow, it was it was really cool. I, I have to give this a watch again. Uh, the amount of people that have come up and said that, it's, um, well, it would please Russell's ears and it certainly pleases mine. It's just a lovely thing to see. Um, <laughs> nice. In terms of Doctor Who things, I a couple of weekends ago, the, the Starbeast weekend, I had the best Doctor Who weekend ever. Um, obviously, Thursday, we had the uh, Daleks in Colour, and then um, the Adventure in Space and Time with the the new ending, um, which was just a joy to see. And then roll on uh, Friday morning, and the BBC release this adventure with Doctor Who in lights and on the water in Cardiff. And I thought, that's really cool. What an excuse to go to Cardiff. I love Cardiff, and I especially love Cardiff Bay. And I thought, why not? So I, I texted the missus and I said, oh, fancy a trip to Cardiff. She's just got back into Doctor Who, like, mega style. So she was up for it. Um, and, yeah, by Friday evening, we were on our – well, Friday afternoon, we were on our way to Cardiff. Watched the water light show. It was amazing. Um, and if anyone hasn't seen it yet, um, you can – get the discord link for the podcast discord um where there's a link to the video that i took um so you can watch that there and uh, it, it was just brilliant and then of course over in the senate building you had the tardis prop and a dalek prop um which was just lovely it, it just so much doctor who experience vibes came back you just see it, you know taking photos with the um with with the TARDIS and the Dalek, it was beautiful, um, and then of course doing all the things that you have to do when in Cardiff Bay. Uh, I went to Yanto Shrine, um, Torchwood Tower, uh, the Bay itself, and then on the way back, I thought, you know where I've never been, and I really want to go, um, and I just think it'd be, you know, childhood dream was Sarah Jane's house. I found it. It was amazing. And you, you, you get to it and it's just so surreal because you, you go to Cardiff and you see Torchwood Tower and it's amazing first time. And then it's just really cool. First time you see Sarah Jane's house. Oh, I was, I was nine years old again. It was amazing. And then I thought, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys um, that just takes pictures without permission. So I went up, knocked on the door, but of course I did that same front door i was i was nine years old again it was amazing same front door same doorbell that clyde rings it was brilliant anyway the guy that lived there was lovely um and was more than happy to let me take some photos it was just a great great time well, um, look at his little face his little face I'm, you can't see it listener but he's he's made up look at him i'm so happy <laughs> so <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't realize that sarah jane's house was actually filmed uh, that it was actually filmed in cardiff for some reason i thought it was filmed somewhere else uh no it's up there isn't it matt it's up just outside of the main sort of city area yeah so it's just outside of cardiff heading um uh, oh, i forget the place now um but uh heading towards barry way i believe but about 15 minutes away from cardiff bay um so uh, it's it's in like a residential area and you come into all of these lovely houses and then Sarah Jane's house is just on the corner of one of these streets and then just next to it is Maria's house or Rani's house and oh, it's just, it was like stepping onto the set. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm grinning like a Cheshire cat here because it, it was just, it was so wonderful to 
bring that joy of being what, nine years old again and watching Doctor Who for the first time and just having all of these amazing experiences and I haven't you know I, I don't want to get into that but I haven't felt that way in quite a while and it was just it was, that experience was just so back um, mm -hmm. and then of course we had the Star Beast and we'll get on to that later but it just icing on the cake great weekend oh, that Matt, sounds hearing amazing. you talk about this is just bringing me so much joy it's <laughs> yeah oh, it's, I'm with Harry yeah that's amazing dude and what a way to do it as well just spontaneously yeah should we go to cardiff yeah why not just hop in the car and off you oh, so cool dude ah oh, sounds awesome you you were properly hooed up and you still are by the look of it because your face is a is a picture that's really cool dude nice one loved it yeah very cool and last but not least jordan hello hello hello, hello. <laughs> how have you been dude i've been very well thank you um yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying Doctor Who. I love going into sort of shops and you see pictures of Doctor Who all over like the magazines and things. I'm like, oh, Doctor Who's back. People are sort of finally, you know, it's sort of being, it's out there again. And it's it's cool to see people talking about it and enjoying it. People who, you know, who sort of haven't, who sort of dipped away from the show that have come back. And it's it's fantastic to see it on the covers of things and things being dog to everywhere. Um, I was so annoyed. I didn't get to go to the Riverside event. Um, really annoyed. I didn't get to go to that. Um, but now I know next time if me and Maria do the quiz of Rassilon that I have to bring my A game. <laughs> uh, we, miss, the... <laughs> we, miss, we missed you, Jordan. I think your brain would have probably helped a little bit. I don't, I want, mean... I don't want the table flipped at me. That's <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, no, thank you for grabbing me some autographs as well. That was very kind of you. But um, yeah, no, I was I was annoyed about that. But yeah, the, the Star Beast was on on the Saturday. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. But, you know, obviously we'll talk about that in a bit. But, yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic to see Doctor Who being everywhere again. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it reminds me of the old um, 2005 days, you know, when you just saw posters of Chris Eccleston and Billy Piper everywhere and they were on I can covers. remember yeah. we went on a school trip somewhere I can't remember where the school trip was but I can remember on the bus back the big it was a big billboard with Chris Ruxon and Billy Piper and it was like the adventure of a lifetime or something it mm -hmm. said on the on the side of it and I was like oh it's so cool to see things like that <laughs> like yeah. that again did, <laughs> did everyone buy the um the Radio Times um 60th anniversary um What's it? I the week, the magazine. Yeah. yeah, it was four pounds fifty. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and there wasn't even that much in it, really. There were some nice yeah. photos, but um, yeah, That's no print for you these days. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not like the fiftieth anniversary. I think they did like a variant cover for each doctor, right? Yeah, like, it was like a big connecting times. picture, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the um, well, the interview that comes to mind was the um, the Tom Baker one. That was very. I'm going to say honest is the best way to describe it. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, it's not like the 20th anniversary because the Radio Times actually did, um, it, it was a, a complete magazine all about Doctor Who and it kind of covered that first 20 years. And um, that's quite, I think that's a collector's item now if you can find it. But um, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. They didn't put that much in there for the 60th anniversary. They should have put a little bit more content in there, I reckon. 
But um, yeah, it was it was good to see it though. As you say, it's it's you know it's brilliant. I'm going into the news agents and you know seeing all these different covers with um, David Tennant and Catherine Tay. I mean, you know, I think I think those covers probably sell themselves. To be honest, you know, so it was fantastic. I think it was it the last episode. The last episode, the the last issue of SFX that had David Tennant and Catherine Tay sold out. That's the one. everywhere yeah. sold out yeah it was um so yeah it's it's obviously been very popular again you know things you know coming back so it's cool it's very cool we should make also, the most of it yeah speaking of magazines um the one after uh the david Tennant one that you mentioned jordan of sfx mm. uh, had shooty and millie on the cover and um i believe adam spoke about this or post on facebook about it but it had it had like a bookmark and t- like loads yeah, of new posters one. and yeah that one right there yeah and it was it's that is really really worth getting um and also the um the christmas issue of dot two magazine that has a supplement which has the original comic strip for the star beast so if anyone doesn't read dot two magazine doesn't usually pick it up definitely pick it up this month because then you could read what the recent special was based off of which is really cool uh and also as well i i believe i i might be mistaken but i believe there was an advert in the magazine which was sort of quietly confirming the standard release of season 17 on blu-ray uh because it was like pre-order now and it had the recent series one to four box set and it also had um the cover for season 17 and it looked like it was in standard packaging so as someone who collects the standard editions i'm really happy about that just thought i'd mention that one as well oh wow that's cool yeah yeah because you pick you pick those up don't you those standard packaging sets yeah cool yeah I, nice. I i didn't bother with the limited edition ones i really wish i had them because um i really want to watch that new five doctors 40th anniversary edition but uh, alas i'll probably have to wait another three years or whatever it is alas. it'll be worth the wait yeah that no, will be did yeah coolio all right guys we're gonna dive into a bit of news now um should we do the i don't think i normally do this on a round table do you want the tardis sound effect to kick in the news segment should we do that definitely yeah let's do it properly <laughs> There you go. Very nice. Right. Uh, first bit of news is Christmas single coming up based off of the show for children in need. So let's not let's not go too hard on this one. It's for charity. It's a good cause. But uh, in the upcoming Christmas special, I don't want to jump ahead too far because we haven't got the third special out of the way, but um, the Church of Ruby Road, the Christmas special, there's going to be uh goblin there's going to be a character in there called is it the goblin king i think is a character from that that episode is it the goblin king i think it is and uh one would assume that there are there are other goblins knocking. yeah there is there's loads of goblins there's a whole family of them there's loads knocking around uh we're going to get a christmas single called the goblin song imaginatively titled uh the goblin song and uh it's going to be released on harry did tell us earlier when is it going to be released? The 11th? Yeah, the 11th, Monday the 11th of December. And uh, it will go out on BBC Sounds, and it will also be available on Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, all of those kind of streaming services as well. And we've got a little bit of blurb on this from um, 
uh, Murray Gold. He says, I don't like these goblins, and you won't either, but they have agreed to donate everything from their song to BBC Children Need, so let's not uh, give up on them. Um, Claire Hoyle, who's a director of income and management at the BBC Children in Need, said, we're delighted to continue our long-standing relationship with Doctor Who, and we are so grateful for their support for this Christmas single. And lastly, Russell T., says, we're releasing this as an early Christmas present for everyone. And if you want to see how the Doctor and Ruby escape from the Goblin King at the end of the song, you'll have to watch on Christmas Day. He's a tease. He's a tease. So, um, we all found this quite hilarious, really, when we had a quick recap before we recorded. But, um, like I said, on a serious note, this is all for charity still, which is very cool. And Doctor Who seems to be um, sort of back in the saddle, so to speak, in terms of its children in need contribution and so on. So you guys, what do you reckon to the Goblin song? And will you be listening via streaming? And will you go and buy the physical CD from the shops? Yay or nay? Um, the silence okay. speaks volumes. Yeah, um, okay, I, I'll go first. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that there, there was going to be a, um, a charity single. Um, I mean, you know, fair play to them. You know, if they want to try and, you know, get people to open their purses and and buy it, you know, fair enough. Um, I mean, charity sing- singles are a bit of a. A, a blessing and a curse, really. I mean, the blessing is, is obviously it's for charity, but the curse is they're normally not very good. So I'm not <laughs> going to say I'm not going to say that Murray Gold. I mean, you know that Murray Gold's music isn't going to kind of elevate it or make it something fantastic. Um, he listens. I've I've so I've bought charity singles before. I mean, I bought the dreadful one that they did to save Doctor Who. You know, when it got cancelled in the 1980s. Um, I can't remember what it was called now, but I did end up buying it, and you kind of regret it because it kind of sits in the bo- in the back of the, you know, back of the cupboard or on top of the wardrobe wherever you put your stuff. Um, yeah, it's not, um, you know, it's not going to be my thing. I'm, 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 I will probably give it a listen, but I have to be honest. I, you know, I wouldn't go out and buy it. It's, it's not really my thing. Um, but you know, if if anyone wants to kind of go and spend their money on it you know fair play doctor in distress 1985 that was the one oh my god yes that was the one it's been years <laughs> since i've played it <laughs> um and there's a reason why um but yeah oh god doctor in distress right anyway sorry you guys uh, what do you think the goblin song I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait for it. That's a lie, isn't it, Matt? Maybe it's a That's a big um, lie. Well, you know, I, I, I've I, seen the cover and it made me laugh, like, horrendously. <laughs> but... They're doing rap Murray poses, Gold. aren't they? The goblins. Mm. They're doing, like, rap poses. Yeah. 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 I'm here for um, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at it now and it... it it's a cool cover, but it, it, it what it brings to mind to me, um, and I'm I, I really really want to be like proven wrong, and I'm sure I will because it's Murray Gold, and um, you know it, it, they're they're putting this out there to everybody, so it's not and it's going to feature in the festive. It's not going to be hopefully not too silly, um, but it brings to mind to me 
Alvin and the Chipmunks style voices. Um, and they're all singing like this Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs <laughs> kind of sing song. Um, oh. And I was, I was in hysterics, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, no, mm. I'm, I'm ready to be pleasantly surprised. Well, the song has been described as fiendishly catchy. So that's a good, you know, pre-review. To Honestly, if it's to. anything like it's a small world, I'm a cry. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's looking pretty miffed, I'll be honest. I don't know what his thoughts are, but Jordan, uh, I can't... Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> probably in the episode, it will probably be fine. Um, but I think it's sort of something that's kind of out of context. Do you think, well, I don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely get sort of Alvin and the Chipmunks vibes. I'm, I'm assuming Russell's going for like, um, is it Gremlins when they come out and they sing New York, New York? Yeah, Gremlins 2. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's it, yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that's the vibe that he's going for. Um yeah, no. If I buy it, I'll wait for it to be cheap on Amazon and then no one can see my face as I buy it. But, <laughs> Good plan. But Good plan. I'm, if it's on BBC Sounds, I might listen to it with my headphones on and just, just see what I make of it. Yeah. But, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? As soon as this launches, we're going to have this on repeat and we're going to say, isn't the Goblin song it's just probably, amazing? It'll probably be fine. It'll be one of them <laughs> things that's like, oh, actually, that's quite good. <laughs> yeah. Harry, what do you reckon? Yeah. The thing is, right? <laughs> thing, it's lovely that they're doing this for charity. The thing that's, is, right? That that that's really <laughs> that's really cool. And I believe that Shooty and Millie are also going to be singing in this, uh, and like singing in the episode, which I think is just delightful. But mm. if it's rubbish, then because the thing is, what it makes me think about is when, like, I'm watching Doctor Who. And like, especially like if it's like a Christmas special and there's like other family members around who don't normally watch Doctor Who, but they know that I'm obsessed with it. And but actually the episode is awful and I feel really embarrassed. Like, I kind of feel like people who like aren't into Doctor Who and hear this song, like are going to think, oh, Doctor Who, that's a bit of a like cringy kind of kind of show. Like if the song is rubbish, I mean, the song might be might be great, but um, realistically, it's not going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. So like I do worry about it, like having a sort of adverse effect. And I hadn't thought about until now what the goblins would sound like. And that just fills me with kind of (laughs) even more dread about it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It's it's something different. So I'm just going to try and focus on that because I, I like that, uh, as we've seen in the specials, which we'll talk about shortly, and like with this like musical element that like Russell's introducing, he seems to be kind of doing like more experimental things with the show. So that's something really positive. But um, yeah, I don't know whether this is a good idea. We're going to have to see when it comes out. Mm. Yeah, it's one of I've those just things. Got- yeah. I've just got visions of kind of because I'm assuming it's not aimed at you know my age group. I'm assuming it's it's aimed at a younger audience. So I've got visions of like younger children kind of pestering their parents and saying, you know, please go and buy the single. You know, go and buy it. So maybe that's the maybe that's the demographic they're going for because it it sounds, you know, goblins is 
you know, it, it's kind of in that area of kind of fantasy kind of, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. Would you, would you guys, you guys don't seem that keen to go out and buy it. So I'm guessing it's not, not aimed at your demographic. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't really buy any music like anymore. No. Like I just stream everything because like I'm under the That's mindset it. of why would I go out and buy something physical when there's literally an app that I can like listen to any song sort of ever, you know? If Adam um, was here now, he'd be going, he'd be livid. <laughs> My co- you know, um, uh, listener, if you're not listening to the regular show, um, our one of our close friends and co-host, Adam, the Geek's Handbag, he is like the the aficionado for physical media. Like he will not, if there's a, if he has the option to pick up physical media or go digital, he will go physical every time. And he's clinging on for dear life at all the, the things. So the day when Big Finish turn off printing CDs, he's gonna it's not gonna be a good day. Not at all. That won't happen, Gary. Tell me that won't happen. I mean I'll I- be with Adam on that one though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there is, you know, there is there is something quite disposable about kind of streaming stuff or downloading it, isn't it? I mean if you've actually got something in your hand that belongs to you, it does it does feel like it belongs it, you know, it's yours, if that kind of makes sense. And yeah. that's that's how I felt about, you know, doing getting the DVDs or getting the, you know, now that I've started doing the Blu-rays, you know, that, that product is mine forever. You know, regardless of whether, you know, um, fashion changes or new technology comes along, that thing is mine, you know. And, you know, and, and if, if there was a nuclear attack and all the kind of streaming services went down i'd still have my physical media that i could sit and watch doctor who you know that's the way i think well, about I it think, anyway um if there was a nuclear war <laughs> i think your physical media would be the first thing to go rather than a server center in the middle of probably. nowhere so i probably. like your priorities so after we've survived <laughs> nuclear fallout we'll have to buy them all again anyway <laughs> Fair deuce. True. Yeah, there'll just be a <laughs> there'll just be a million <laughs> copies of the Goblin song littered around, but no Blu-rays or DVDs of Doctor. There we are. That's exactly why we should down- download songs, not buy them. There you go. There we are. There you go. So I, I, I do. I do want to say I am like that with music, but with with my Doctor Who, I'm very much like I want all of these episodes on Blu-ray. I don't care if they're all on iPlayer. I'm going to buy all them Blu-rays because do it. with Doctor do it. Who, I'm just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, and you guys will probably be unhappy, but uh, and Adam will be unhappy. But I've not bought a physical big finish for two or three years. So I've bought them digitally for the last few years. So so I was about. I like, remember that episode. Yeah, Adam. Uh, I remember you having the debate with Adam, and he was quite cross with you at the time, actually. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You said you're making the move, mate. I'm making the move, and I remember thinking, no. Yeah. That won't last. It's only because I ran out of room on the old shelves at my old house. I just literally <laughs> didn't have enough room in for anything. Like I couldn't even put a newspaper on there. The whole I thing would come down. It's overflowing right behind you. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I've got a bit of room over there. You can't see it on the camera, but that's filling up very quickly as well with all sorts of rubbish. So, yeah, space is a, a, a premium. Yeah. I will just say one final thing about the Goblin song. Like, as much as I find it hilarious... I would love for it to do really, really well for uh, children in need. And um, wouldn't it be great to see it as number one for Christmas? Well, that would be a thing. That would be cool. That, yeah. that would be so cool. If it could go viral and number one for Christmas, that would be amazing. 
Yeah, I love it. So I think that's one thing to uh, just to reiterate before we move on is that this is not to be taken too seriously and it is for charity. So, you know, go go forth and stream and buy and all that stuff. Let's get Dr. Let's How get much does it cost, Gary? Do you know? Um, I don't even, I was just saying that in jest earlier. I don't even know if it's going to be a physical uh, single, but it's definitely out on all the streaming services. So just go and listen to it on repeat. And every time you do that, it counts as a, as a listen and a download stuff. So, and that all goes to charity. Fair enough. Yeah. All good. Uh, okay. We're running a bit tight on time. So I just want to whiz through this next story really, really quick and just get your thoughts 30 seconds each on it. Uh, this was another, this was another one that caused a bit of a rift between us earlier. You know, it's almost like we've all had a few drinks. Somebody says something and there's a bit of a fallout and everyone's, we're okay, but we're not, but we're okay, but we're, we're fine still. It's all good. So the next animation to be, uh, to be hitting the shelves at some point, I assume, uh, in the next, I don't know, two months, three months, whatever it might be. Don't know. Uh, the Celestial Toy Maker is uh is being animated so the beeb have confirmed that the part missing story will be the next animation on blu-ray the first story uh from the hartnell era with uh, era with jackie lane as dodo peter burvis as steven uh and michael goff he plays the mysterious toy maker after t- after tomorrow's episode he won't be that mysterious i don't think but uh yeah um only episode four is the only one that exists in the archives Tut, tut, silly, silly BBC. So a bit of blurb on this one. The Celestial Toymaker sees the Doctor and companions separated when they come up against the Toymaker. While the Doctor plays the uh, trilogic game, Stephen and Dodo are forced to play seemingly childish but ultimately dangerous games with the aim of being reunited and getting back to the TARDIS. The two-disc set features all four episodes animated in colour using off-air audio recordings of the missing three episodes and there's a bunch of special features as well on disc two uh, so we're getting the actually it says they're going to animate it in color there's also a black and white version of the animation as well plus some other bits and bobs um maria are you excited by this gonna watch this pick it up or you're not bothered 30 seconds well, I've I've listened to the audio for the Celestial Toy Maker, and obviously I was going through it for the um, my William Hartnell rewatch, and I have to be honest, I found it really hard kind of listening to it on audio because I think it's so much a visual story that actually animating it will probably make it. Um, a decent story um, I mean it is a real shame that you've only got the last episode because um, you know I think if we could see the whole thing properly it would lift it up because um, yeah I mean I would probably I, I will go and buy it um, you know I buy all the animations um, regardless um, so I, I will buy it and um, obviously if it's on the big screen I will I will try and go and see it on the big screen as well Nice. Oh, yeah, they might do a BFI thing for this, might they? They might, yeah. Uh, you, they might. Maria already knows. Maria's like... <laughs> I wish. I wish I I wish I had uh, Justin Johnson's ear and I could tell you mm-hmm. when it's running, but I'm afraid I don't. She does. Uh, Matt, what do you reckon? Are you going to get this? Just so you know, listeners, I can see Maria waving the tickets 
on the camera right now. <laughs> She's going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, she does. Uh, yeah, she does. Uh, <laughs> no, I think this, <laughs> this, this animation, um, it struck a chord, hasn't it? Uh, I saw the trailer and I thought, first opinion, I thought, ooh, that's um, interesting. Um, but I'm I'm more interested in the story uh, because especially with the giggle coming up, um, I think it's going to shed a lot more interest on the Celestial Toymaker. And I think more than anything, I just want to appreciate that story as it was meant to be. Uh, as everybody says, it's, it's not that great of a story to listen to, but as Maria just pointed out, like you can tell from the blurb that it's, it's, just made to be a visual story so i think even if uh, the animation i think it's the 3d style that it's got a lot of people's backs up um and yeah I, it's it's gonna be divisive to, to, yeah that's the right word mm. um but i don't know i'm gonna buy it anyway because i bought all <laughs> the others i've i've got doctor who on probably four or five different sets of the same blooming thing but They've got they've got us just where they want them. We'll we'll just keep buying it. I've yeah. already pre-ordered it, so crafty. Yeah, Regal. Uh Jordan. What are your thoughts on this? Um I I've also listened to the audio. It is a it is a very visual story. Um but yeah, I don't know. The animation I I I don't know, maybe it will add to the wackiness of it. Um that it doesn't look quite right um and you are supposed to be in the toy makers realm it's it, you know um but yeah i don't know i mean i wasn't a huge fan of the web of fear but maybe they've improved that animation so i you know i don't know now that i think some of the disney money has probably gone to that as much as people say that it, you know it's not i think it, some of it has um but you know i'm sitting here criticizing it i'm gonna buy it it's you know it's um we're all gonna buy it. that's what dog two fans like to do is moan uh-huh. and complain and criticize everything but at the end of the day we love it um so <laughs> yeah i will probably buy it it's um but i'm more excited that we're finally getting another dodo story so i might try and start something on, on something that's like justice for dodo so cool yeah i'm on board for that nice uh we sound like very shallow people don't we extremely shallow like yeah this thing's probably going to be crap and from watching the trailer it looks like crap did you guys buy it yeah yeah bought it day one in fact i was really miffed off when i didn't get it on release day when amazon delivered it a day early i was so miffed i took to social media to complain and then somebody replies but yeah but when i listened to the round table a few months ago didn't you say it was crap anyway but that's not the point the point is, we want it shallow. Harry, I mean, I, I actually won't be buying it personally. Oh, <laughs> because the it looks terrible. Look no, I'm only joking. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't really. I don't buy the animations. I, uh, especially now that a bunch of them are on iPlayer, I'll probably just either wait for this one to. Uh, <laughs> those eyes are really scary, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Getting told off, uh, but no, um, I am. Um, it, it looks not very good, the animation. 
I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry to be so negative. I really am. But I will say, as uh, everyone else has said, Celestial Toy Maker is a really visual story, especially like the the dancing floor bit. Like the, like that will be so much better if you could just see it as animation. So no matter what the animation uh, quality is like, to be able to see it like visually will be really cool. It'll be really interesting. So um, nothing to be sniffed at. And people work really hard at those animations. Animation is difficult. So you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, slam it too much because people have poured a lot of work into in, into it clearly but um yeah no i won't be buying it um because i yeah i'll just wait for it to come on the iplayer i was gonna say it will be on the iplayer won't it so probably eventually yeah you guys just destroyed me because i said i didn't pick up any physical big finish and it's like oh don't worry we'll just watch this thing on iplayer we won't buy the physical thing oh that's all right then that's cool you're both shunned, in Fine. my opinion. Oh. Well, just just to say, when when I've been to some of these BFI events, oh, they do... here we go. We shouldn't Sorry. go a full hour, could we? With when I when I was at the last BFI event that I got my tickets for a few months early, um, and I was mingling with the people that run the thing. I, I don't want to go into it too much, but <laughs> when I was at the BFI, yeah. When I was at, when I was at the BFI, one of the things that they mentioned um, in the um, interviews is that obviously as long as people keep buying the physical product they will continue making animations so um, I, what I would say is we need to support that and kind of you know obviously buy it where we can um, and then they'll obviously make it because um, they'll make more because Maria, um, you might just have turned my head because I do want to see well, all of these stories event, uh, eventually animated so might just yeah. have to do that. I mean, one of the one one of the things that um, they were saying is that obviously the market for DVD isn't uh, for DVDs isn't growing, so people do need to buy that product, um, and then they'll keep making it. So yeah, you it's up to you guys, but um, <laughs> yeah, let's support them. Let's support them. Yeah, Defo. I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of us pick them up anyway, is because we want to keep the the Doctor Who machine moving forward. You know what I mean? So if, if these things don't sell, we don't get them. So we have to, even if we're not 100%, you know, like with some things, it's like, oh my God. You know, like when um, everybody went nuts for the 60th Blu-rays that they announced a few weeks ago. Even if we did, we, nobody saw the final artwork for the cover. Nobody knew what was going to be on them. But everyone was like, yes, let's order these because they'll be amazing. It's like, you don't know what's on them. Yeah, but they'll still be amazing and they'll still look great. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that's really cool, actually, in Doctor Who fandom is like people will just be, let's keep the machine and the train moving forward. Because as soon as you you put your foot on the brakes, everyone's like, well, sorry, not everyone, the the people at the BBC and presumably Disney, they're like, well, no one's buying it. So what's the point in putting money in to make it? Simple maths, really. The thing is, right, if I'm considering buying Series 1 to 4 again, on blu-ray then i could probably justify i mean look at that that's gorgeous it's gorgeous i got mine downstairs it's lovely oh harry. i just want the massive dopamine <laughs> rush harry it's got a lovely cover and yeah. the discs inside mate these are lovely these are like oh. really oh dude go and i think harry's the most the, like the most well-off person out of all of us at the minute he's had so many shifts at his job 
<laughs> just go and buy it. Just actually, better idea. Better idea. You don't have to spend a penny. Say to your better half, look, I've really, I've seen this thing, right? I want it at the top of the oh, list. That, that would be cheeky, wouldn't it? Especially with all this, all this money that I'm apparently getting, you know? Well, you, that's the thing. You can, you can buy her an equally impressive present, but at least your one's mm. going to be a Doctor Who present. So when mm. you're like conversing with people, especially other Who fans, like, do you get anything Doctor Who related for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, you you just sussed out the only reason why I got into a relationship, Gary, so that I could uh, get someone to buy <laughs> buy me some you've, some snazzy Doctor Who Blu-rays. You've not realised this for so long. Now the the light bulb's gone off. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. So Capitalise on this idea. The other thing is, um, when you're going to go on a little shopping trip into London or something like that, oh, you can come if you like. Come on, get your shoes, get your coat. Come on. Well, as long as we don't go into Forbidden... No, don't worry. We won't be going in there. Two hours later. Oh, we're in the area. I know I know. I said we wasn't going to go in there. Just bear with. How about we just run in there quick, 10 minutes, and then I'll, 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 get, I'll buy you some lunch. Oh, go on then. Straight round Forbidden Planet, 100 quid later. Jobs are good. That was, the, that was the aim of the day in the first place. It won't be lunch. It will be like a Lord of the Rings Funko Pop. That will do it, and then I, and then <laughs> then I will get my Doctor Who series one to four. Oh, okay, yep. And as she's buying it, she'll be like, "But it's all on iPlayer anyway." Yeah, but that's not the point. Is it? It's not the point. <laughs> you could even surprise her. Just buy something and not tell her, and then later on she'll be like, "Oh, it's the One Ring to rule them all." I already have it. <laughs> yeah, but have it again. Yeah. I buy things again. You know, <laughs> exactly. Over a Chinese later, <laughs> buy Doctor oh. Who like two or three times. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Wow. Well, I didn't forget I wasn't you, darling. Expecting us to, to, I wasn't <laughs> expecting us to develop that story for that long, but there we are. There you go. Yeah. And when she seconds. kicks off, you know, just save what? it. Save, save the present for when, you know, it's getting a bit tasty. And you're like, look, I wasn't going to get this now, but I bought something for her the other day. Did you? Gimli. Uh, Everything's, jobs are good. Jobs are good. All right. Megan definitely needs to listen to this one. Yeah. Hi, Megan, if you're listening. <laughs> Hi, you Megan. play the game? Uh, just, to, uh, just to save Harry's, Harry's ass a little bit, everything that's been said, uh, was was my was my idea? Harry has no is uh, no no participation in the in the manipulation. It's all good, right? Let's crack on, shall we? Because we're waffling. Maria's left yes. us. Maria's left us. It wouldn't be an episode, would it, without Maria just buggering off just for five minutes and then coming back whenever she pleases? <sighs> what is she like? What is she like? It's like That's she like- just you know swans in and out of the bfi like she owns it and then she swans in and out of the podcast like she runs it i mean fair play i suppose it's like mrs badley's christmas pudding it's exactly it. like the same, it? <laughs> <laughs> oh guys we need to listen to that don't we that's a great christmas story from big finish it's on my to-do list Oh like, yes! I need to listen to Chimes of Midnight. <laughs> oh, it's a cracking story, Harry. You've not listened to it, have you? I haven't. No, um, but I imagine. No, I haven't. I mean, to be honest with you, Matt, I've not listened to much Big Finish. It's it's kind of criminal, really. But um, Chimes of Midnight, I'd love to give it a listen because I keep hearing really great things about it. Uh, that and Spare you, Parts. Um, you've not listened to Spare Parts? 
No. And I should and I should do because I really love the Mondasian Cybermen. Like like that voice is the scariest Cyberman voice. And just yeah. I know. Shame no, on me. I'm, I'm so surprised you've made me do a David Tennant. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What? No. Um, uh, my plan is like once I've done this like massive Doctor Who marathon, which will probably finish in like five years' time, uh, I'll then go into like the extended media, read read all the books I've never read, listen to all the audios, and. Uh, but that's no yeah. good. You need to listen to Chimes of Midnight now for Christmas. Yeah, I'll do it as a tonic after I've listened to the Goblin song. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's yeah. rubbish, <laughs> I'll be like, it's okay. I've got Chimes of Midnight. I'll listen to that. Good job. Good Christmas job. wouldn't be Christmas so, without times no. of midnight. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is correct, Jordan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I understand your feelings towards that, Harry, but sod that. It's two ninety nine <laughs> on Big Finish. Go and get it. Listen to it. You'll thank us later. It's sure. amazing. Sure. I'm sure I could probably convince Megan to buy me that rather than the Series 1 to 4 box set. <laughs> it's Do both. It's Christmas. Why not? <laughs> oh, babe, I was only, you didn't have to get it for me, but thank you. That's a lovely present. Thank you. Right. Maria's back, so we better crack on. Let's get through this bit quick. Uh, so, review time. The two specials so far for the 60th anniversary. The Star Beast first. Let's not dwell for too long, but I'd like to get your guys' key thoughts on some of the let, let's do let's do some of the things that you really liked about the episode and then just a couple of things that you thought they may have done better so let's not be too negative ninny and say anything that you absolutely hated there probably isn't anything that you absolutely hated but was there anything that you thought ah oh, that could have been uh you know done it in a better way or i would have liked to have seen that or whatever so uh matt let's head over to you first bro um what did you like the most about the Star Beast? Oh, it was the whole package was just from start to finish. I was on the edge of my seat. Um, and so, you know, for the first time in a long time, so was my better half. We were both sat there uh, grinning for the, the whole 60 minutes. Um, the instant David Tennant and Catherine Tate came back, it was uh, on our screens. It was just like they'd never been away the the chemistry between those two you can tell that it's it's not just on screen um they have such a chemistry as as friends um as actors as well that it just it works like no other it's it's just that there's a reason that they're always voted the best doctor and companion and it's hard to argue because you know it's it's right there in front of you and if viewing figures and i we don't do viewing figures. Um, we don't take them too seriously, but you know they've got a point. It, it seven point something is the biggest audience in what, five years, I think. Um, the episode itself looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's and I, we say that we've said that since the Doctor Falls, um, and you know the the jody's run and it's just looked beautiful but it looks beautiful it just does um what else have i got oh sylvia's performance um the jacqueline king's performance i should say of sylvia was lovely it was she played that especially the kitchen scene it was um yeah it was really really well done uh i would say 
The, um, I was torn when I saw um, Shirley Bingham um, come in as UNIT's scientific advisor because I thought her performance was amazing. And I think the character, um, sorry, played by Ruth Madley, uh, is, is brilliant. But I also, I desperately wanted to see Osgood back because I think she's just a phenomenal character. If they could have a way of having both, um, I think that would be the cherry on the cake for me. But uh, the one thing, the biggest thing of all, I think, for me, was I didn't have a clue about the Star Beast comic. And... I don't know how, but I never got it spoiled for me that the Meep was actually the baddie. Um, so that reveal just landed perfectly as Russell wanted it to with me. I was, I was, the jaw on the floor. It was what this this so cuddly and cute Meep is just now this blatantly evil kind of weird looking furball the ones to take over the world. I didn't see that coming at all. And Meep was just beautifully done. Um, I could, I could talk about it all day. Um, especially the new title sequence, the, Oh, mate, honestly, just the whole thing, just the only, only one negative that I do have. And it's not really a negative. It's just, it's not the monologue itself at the beginning. It's just the background they put on David Tennant. It just, it's all that Disney money, all of that new um, software that they've got in this day and age, and it looked like they put it that part on Movie Maker, if you get what I mean. Um, Donna looked mm. brilliant, but David Tennant, it was just that one bit, and the whole rest of it, I was there was probably one line with Catherine Tate um, at the end of the episode against the 14th Doctor um, that kind of put down the 14th Doctor. And I thought, that didn't really need to be there. Um, but on the whole, whoa, I would, whoa. I would, yeah, I would just say, whoa, what an episode to bring it back. The plot was probably a bit thin if you if you strip it back and, and, and take away the whole nostalgia thing. But that's what you need. You do, you the whole reason a lot of people are watching this one is, you know, especially not for the diehard fans, is, oh, David Tennant, Catherine Tate are back, and, oh, that's so cool. You don't want a really complicated story. You just want something light and fun, and I think that delivered wholeheartedly. I think it was great. Cool. So, overall, um, what would you give out of five? Sorry, out of ten for the Star Beast? I would give it a nine. A nine? Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of couple of little things that I said, drop it down a point. But apart from that, it was just yeah, spectacular. Nice. Okay, Jordan, what did you think, dude? I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I thought it was fun in a way that Doctor Who hasn't been fun for a long time. Um, and that's not, I'm not Chibnall bashing, and I'm not sort of Jodie bashing, but it, it was fun in a way that it hasn't been for a while. Um, the meat. Oh my god, I loved the meat. <laughs> it was. I mean, me, me and my sister were watching it, and there were bits where we were crying with laughter. When, um, when she's in the the house and she's like hanging on to Donna's leg, and she's like, "Get off me, you space rat!" And Sylvia's losing her mind. None of this is real. And she's like, "Please, pity lady." It was so funny. It was brilliant. Um. I've never read the comic, but I knew that the Meep was evil. Um, 
But even then, it wasn't spoiled. It was still a brilliant moment. Um, I mean, that was so funny. Oh, to hell with this. No stun setting for me. Just die. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, David Tennant and Catherine Tate were brilliant. I agree with Matt. I liked the Donna bit for the intro, but the David Tennant bit looked weird. I think because it looked like he was stood in a room and then he was... He wasn't floating in space. He was standing in space. Um, And, you know, yes, there were a couple of clunky bits here and there and that, you know, but I I just thought on the whole that it was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, Mm. And I think at the end of the day, Doctor Who can be, Doctor Who can be bad. It's when Doctor Who is boring. And I don't think that that was boring. I thought I I really enjoyed it. Okay. Another good one. So out of 10? Uh, I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. An 8? Cool. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Maria, the Star Beast. Hit us. Okay. So, oh my gosh. There's so much to say about this episode. I mean, I, I was... I was kind of thinking, you know, Russell T. Davies, he's got sort of a really difficult job to kind of, he's, you know, he's bringing back two beloved characters. You know, how does he get the audience to kind of come back in? And I think the tone of this was just fantastic. You know, I loved the bit where at the beginning, you know, David Tennant just kind of wanders out of the TARDIS and he's got that swagger and he's kind of walking into the market and then, you know, he obviously goes to help Donna and then, you know, they, he, you know, he, de- Russell T. Davis doesn't hang around, you know, he kind of just sets the scene straight away um, and, you know, off we go on this um, adventure and, you know, they are pure gold together, um, David and Catherine, you know, they just bounce off each other so much. There were so many things I liked about this. I mean, I did love the first half an hour probably better than the second half, uh, than the second half. I think up to the point where the meep turns evil. I absolutely love that first half. It was kind of, it just set a really beautiful kind of tone to the episode. You know, you had that humour, that humour in the kitchen that Matt was talking about. I mean, I I love that scene. And, you know, um, Jacqueline King is, you know, she's superb as Sylvia. She's just kind of denying everything. And it's just so funny to watch, um, you know, and Catherine Tate is, you know, is, is so good as Donna as well in those scenes. Um, it was so much I loved about it. I mean, there was there was things like, for instance, um, you know, you've got you've got the you've got David Tennant with the sonic screwdriver, and he's creating the screen. I think we might lose Maria just temporarily. She might pop back on. Mm. I think we. Well, I need to get a sound effect of the countdown clock. I think that might work. What they used to say? They're like, "Oh, we're sorry, listener. There's been a, a interruption in the <laughs> broadcast. Oh yeah. Um, please enjoy some music while we try and fix the issue. Yeah, like old school <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> Maria's frozen on us, so let's go to Harry. Let's get your thoughts, dude. While we wait for uh, 
Maria to uh, go and do what she needs to do and then swan back in. Sure thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like the other guys have uh, rather pithily put uh, all of the things that are really good about this episode, this really solid, uh, you know, just run-of-the-mill, but not in a bad way, Doctor Who episode. Like, it just feels like a kind of... It's everything that you want Doctor Who to be, just fun and wacky and uh, a little bit scary. Like, not, like, properly scary, but, like, take the meat, for example. Like, I had... I think I had known that the Meep was actually evil in the original story, but I'd forgotten it by the time I watched this. So at first I was like, oh my God, the Meep is so cute. Oh, it's so lovely. And then <laughs> when, you know, it bears its teeth, I was like, oh, this is the most disgusting, ugly thing I've ever laid eyes upon. And I hate it. Uh, and like that kind of emotional reaction that was elicited out of me i mean like you know like jordan said we don't want to bash chibnall we don't want to bash anything like that but i just feel like i felt so much from this episode which i never felt from any any episodes like in the last sort of several years not naming any specific names or anything like that um so i was you know i was i was invested i was excited it made me laugh it made me emotional like you know like 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 little tiny moments like when the doctor thought that wilford died and like you know the 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 transphobic treatment that that rose was getting and when the doctor thought that donna was going to die all these like little micro moments of like drama which like just really made me feel like just i wouldn't say choked up but like just a little bit like oh that's oh god that's kind of that that's emotive you know and it, it was nice and unlike other um first episodes of like a new showrunner obviously you know russell's a new showrunner but he's not really because he's like kind of coming back whereas before there's always kind of a sense of anxiety of like oh will it be any good like you know like will we like this new iteration of the show this just felt like coming home you know it felt like coming to a mm. nice cozy warm home that we know and love so well and we know that we're going to be in safe hands um i really love the star beast i'd probably give it a solid eight out of ten and eight Another one. So we've had two eights and a nine. Uh, as a coincidence would have it, just as you finish yours, Maria's popped back in. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I could I could hear you all, and I just you just couldn't see me or hear me. So I'm really sorry about that. I don't know what's happening with my internet connection. It says I'm connected, and then it just decides it's not going to play ball. That's all so right. I'm really we've, sorry. We've given you this kind of. Uh, this kind of lady of leisure title now where you just kind of <laughs> come in and out as you please like oh, i'm done for a few minutes i'll be back just wait for me so if you're okay to do so ma'am would you mind finishing <laughs> off your your review <laughs> um okay i don't know where i was up to but um Basically, when I was watching the episode i was uh, one of the things I wanted to see um was how different David's doctor would be. And I think I I did get a sense that this is a slightly different doctor. I I kind of I was kind of he seemed more serious. He seemed a bit more thoughtful. He was obviously, you know, confused because his face has come back. Um and I loved I loved the scenes that he had with um uh Shirley Ann Bingham. 
I thought that you know that was that was kind of it really felt like it was a, it, it was a different kind of man striding out. Um, so I, I I did love the episode. I mean, I've watched it three times now, which you know, which must say something. And it's not just because obviously we were doing the review. I think I just enjoyed it so much. Um, there was lots of funny moments in it that um that I loved and you know that humor that um was in there if there was one if there was a couple of things that I kind of wasn't really quite satisfied with I suppose um I would have to say that um Yasmin Finney um I I did find her a little bit wooden I know you kind of said it um Gary in the podcast with Adam or Adam Adam might have said it but I, I kind of yeah, I think I think she probably wasn't as strong as I kind of hoped for. Um and I and the other thing that I found um a bit strange was all the stuff about the dagger drive. I mean, why would the meat build a spaceship that actually uses a dagger drive that can be reversed and everything just goes back to normal? So the road kind of just kind of fixes itself magically. So I, I think those were the only two things that I kind of um I kind of you know didn't quite like but overall um I really enjoyed the episode um there was so much good stuff in it I mean I loved the two wraiths that were chasing after the meep you know you know they've got those English accents which were quite funny um and I there was one bit where they're actually flying around which I thought looked quite good as well so um yeah there was there was lots of stuff I like I loved about it I mean it's just set the right tone it felt it felt very family friendly I suppose and very kind of warm and welcoming so you know which is what I was kind of hoping for although saying that I didn't really have any precon preconceived ideas about the episode um but it it actually left a really good feeling um, watching the episode with me. Um, I see. Okay. That's pretty yeah. uh, positive. You've seen it three times as well. That's pretty sweet. And what would you yeah. give it out of 10? Uh, well, I think um, I'll stick with what I originally thought before I'd seen any of the other episodes. And I, I kind of went with an eight because I thought it was, it was, it was a pretty good episode. I mean, there was a couple of niggles that I had, um, but yeah, I thought eight was, was a strong score for it. I see. So all eights then apart from Matt with a nine. So some positive scores there. Nice one guys. Uh, let's go straight into wild blue yonder then exactly the same thing. Uh, just some of the things that you liked about it maybe a couple of things that you uh, i imagine this is the one that's probably going to throw up a few more uh things on the other side so who wants to go first who wants to go first who's going to go first i'll go Nobody. first harry nice one dude okay same thing what do you reckon um so besides the fact that um as as uh, yourself and adam Gary spoke about in the episode uh, that you just put out. Um, it doesn't feel like a 60th anniversary special, and I feel like there was a certain element of expecting more nostalgia-related things, and then like the episode not delivering on that. Aside from all of that stuff, like this episode's legacy, I think is going to be that it's a really genuinely unnerving. Um, sort of bottle episode where it really tested David Tennant and Catherine Tate as actors 
and it showed like what the production team could do. I mean, yes, some of the CGI looks a bit Star Wars prequel-esque and some people <laughs> would absolutely hate that. I personally, you know, feel like <laughs> Yeah, especially that bit in the corridor, like and, yeah. and like you, like the car with the Doctor and Donna went by, and you could tell that the Doctor and Donna were like fully CGI in that car. That was so Star Wars prequel esque. But like you know, I mean Disney money, of course, you know. But um, I um, I feel like you know it was so ingenious. They were trying like so hard to put on a good show with it, and you know, and. Aside from the CGI, the practical effects looked amazing. Like the Doctor's arms, like holy hell! Like they they were like real effects that they built, like mechanical arms that David Tennant can put his real arms into and move and operate the fingers. Like it sounds really weird talking about it, but like uh, you know they built that for like a two second scene, and like that's so cool. And you know, like oh, I just honestly like as a standalone episode like beside like the kind of you know it didn't really meet the expectations that i had going into it like it just felt really refreshing to be like genuinely quite unsettled by an episode of doctor who like now as a 23 year old like i've not felt like like that genuinely from doctor who for so long because there's um jordan peele's movie us I find that a very unnerving movie, a very scary, scary movie, like with some really striking Im- imagery. And um, that's what I felt this episode had. It was that idea of like your doppelganger relentlessly pursuing you and like the scary imagery of like like Donna's like long arm and her vacant stare and, um, you know, uh, and, like, and the doctor's arm. Just, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was, you know... I, I, it was just refreshing to be genuinely scared. Uh, if I was watching this on a sofa, which I wasn't, I'd I'd hide behind it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's a pretty good yardstick, you know, the whole behind the cushions or behind the sofa thing. Um, okay, so it seems like you really like this one, dude. Uh, what what would you give it out of ten? Oh, I'd probably also give it an eight out of ten. I yeah. think um, okay. some people are comparing it to Midnight. I don't think it's quite in the heights of that it's not quite as visceral as midnight was uh mm. and it didn't shape me to my core as much it was just a, it was more creepy than it was scary but gotcha. um yeah. yeah a solid eight just like the star beast they're just really solid episodes so far just yeah can't really complain too much okay okay makes sense uh let's go to jordan what did you think to wild blue yonder um so i've seen this one a couple of times First time I watched it, I wasn't overly keen on it. Um, it was sort of one of those ones where I thought, I don't really get what the point of that was. And I still don't particularly get what the point of it was. But then maybe that is the point, is that you're not supposed to get what the point of it was. Um, but when I watched it again, I think the, the day after, it was like, uh, with family, we're watching it. And I was like, actually, do you know what? It is pretty good. I I get I I agree with Harry with the the, the us um, comparison, um, and it it was kind of also giving sort of Event Horizon that kind of you know it had shades of Event Horizon in it. Um, if I had done it, I would have personally gone more into the Event Horizon way of doing it. Um, uh, the, I, you know, I think what really let it down for me though was the CGI, 
the the bit with where they're in the corridor, I thought that looks okay. You know, there were bits that you could tell that it, you know, wasn't CGI. When they were actually on the physical set, it looked fantastic. Um, but there was like the bit where David Tennant bends over and contorts and his face is in his crutch and it sort of doesn't look <laughs> it it looked fuzzy, though it, it didn't look like it had been sort of edited very well. Mm. Um but I liked that because it was kind of like the exorcist where she crawls upstairs, downstairs backwards and you know, it it there were you could tell where Russell had taken his horror references from. Um Although I didn't think that he was going to kill Donna, there was a moment at the end where I did feel my soul leave my body a little bit. Because I thought, oh my God, are we going to go into the giggle and it's going to be her evil doppelganger? Um, But I thought that effect looked very good when the ship exploded at the end. I thought that looked very, very good. Um, But yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. But it's one of those stories I don't know quite where I stand on it. Okay, so you enjoyed it, but yeah, maybe it will take a couple more rewatches. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. felt the same with stories like Blink and Midnight, where at <laughs> the time I was like, I didn't really enjoy it, and then sort of as I've rewatched them, I'm kind of like, actually, you know, I can I can see why people like it, and I've I've grown to like like Midnight <laughs> more than I did originally. So yeah, I'm hoping one day I will enjoy this one a lot more. But yeah, no, I read you. Um, okay, and then out of ten, um, I, I, I'll give it a seven. A seven, okay. Yeah, I see. <laughs> okay, dokey. That's not a bad score, though. Still, that's pretty good. Uh, I gave it a seven, also. So yeah, uh, Matthew. Hello. What do you reckon? Wow, beyond Wow. Um. Yeah, I. I'm going to echo everybody else's thoughts, really. I think on a first watch, there was a couple of things on the first watch where it it, it put a dampener on it for me. Um, and uh, first being, like you were saying, I think um, Adam was saying, uh, the hype. Um, the hype kind of put me on the back foot of it from the offset, if that makes sense. So, um I was expecting too much and I I think that's unfair on the episode because it's all speculation we've all made it up um and you've got this into your head going oh this you know this amazing things Matt Smith Peter Capaldi um you know David I saw someone saying the metacrisis doctor was going to show up with Rose and all this sort of stuff and it and it, it Un, it, it made people have this unfair reaction, I believe, um, including myself, um, on 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 a first watch. Second thing was, um, I don't know how people watched this, but I watched it on uh, BBC One HD, and um, I thought I was going mad until uh, somebody, uh, one of our members of the Discord server, said yesterday uh, that they had the same issue that. I couldn't barely hear anything. I thought I was going mad over the music. I had the volume at, I think it was near 50. Normally we have it at about 18. And it was at near 50 and I could barely hear what they were saying, what the actors were saying. The music was fine, even a bit loud. Um, but the it was it was like they were all talking like this and I couldn't really understand what they were saying. 
Um, so much so that I didn't understand the whole Mavity thing um, at all because on the first watch, I couldn't understand what they were saying because I was I had one ear pointed towards the telly almost all the time. So on a second watch, um, enough with the with the bad thoughts. Um, on on the second watch, it was amazing. Um, I watched it on the iPlayer and I watched it last night in preparation for this, and it was yeah. On it was just brilliant. I think the the whole um, horror vibe that went with it. it I've just kind of got into horror um, myself after sort of adamantly avoiding it for so many years. And uh, I think it was brilliant. It is a, a lot of the the horror moments that are in it are so cleverly done. Um, and like Jordan was saying, you can see where Russell gets his ideas from, from other movies. Uh, I especially loved the, uh, the Exorcist kind of-esque David Tennant. And I, I didn't really, I didn't really think the CGI was, bad at all but maybe i'm in the minority but i i said to my better half um as soon as they walked out into the long corridor i thought oh look at that that looks ace Mm. um but i don't know if i'm in the minority there but um i just thought you could tell the money's gone into this um no i don't know but uh, yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it and uh i think the the absolute pinnacle for me was Sir Bernard Cribbins, Wilfred Mong. As he's uh he's a diamond. He he was a he's just been so special to me, um, and as he is to a lot of people. Um to see him back, I was uh, I won't tell a lie, I was a blubbering mess. Um uh, at the end of the episode, I was just tears streaming down my face. Um, it was it was beautiful to have that as his final performance is bittersweet. Um, it, obviously, his health was not good enough to do the. I think Russell was saying he had more planned for him, but it just wasn't quite uh, well enough to perform those. Um, but yeah, that was just beautiful beautiful um yeah 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 it was dude um so did the um the the bit literally just after they saw wilf um because that was quite an emotional bit and that was very cool to see that did you guys think that was a good lead-in to the next one because um one thing that we will say i don't know how you guys felt about this but the second one like i said in the review earlier on this week i felt like that it wasn't really um, anything to do with a celebration of Doctor Who, this one. It, it wasn't a, um, if you know what I mean, it, it, like the first one, the Star Beast, felt very much like, okay, this is the start of a three-part epic that's going to be very Doctor Who. And I'll be honest with you, I did expect to see a few other faces. I thought we were going to see some other people in it um, in the first two. But this second one definitely felt like it was just... I think I'm, I've put it as it was, it was a great isolated story. Um, but if I think if you watch the three of them together, if you sat down on a Sunday afternoon and watched the three 60th specials, the middle one would probably feel the most disjointed because it only throws in a couple of little references here and there. But at the very end, because I give them their credit, it, I think it does, I think it's going to sail nicely into the third one because you have all the stuff just going bonkers as soon as they've met Wilf and they've got that bit emotional bit out of the way 
the plane falling out of the sky, the whole thing going on. So um, again, just really quickly to wrap this up, are you guys looking forward to tomorrow night's episode, The Giggle, or are you sort of lowering your expectations and just seeing how it goes? Uh, Harry, go on, dude. I'm sorry, did Maria give her thoughts on Wild Blue Yonder? <laughs> oh, you didn't? Cool. Oh. Oh. No. Nah. Sorry, Maria. Go on in. I've, go on. I've been dematerializing constantly. Yeah, sorry, in yeah. and out of the um the round table tonight. I'm really sorry. Cheers, Harry. Um yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Harry. <laughs> um yeah, no, just to give my quick thoughts. Um I I didn't watch it live. Um I got caught up doing something else, so I had to watch the episode later on my laptop and um uh, I suppose my initial thought was, wow, this is weird, but I really enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was a great episode. Um I loved it. I've watched it twice and I and I've seen um Lots of other people on YouTube, obviously reviewing the episode. So I've seen other clips and uh, lots of different clips from it. So I feel like I feel like I know it quite well. And um, yeah, it was it was an isolated episode, I suppose. And but I and and I didn't go into it with any expectations. You know, I didn't know anything about any of the rumors or anything like that. So I just went into it cold and just took it for what it was. And I, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was such a clever premise. Um, you know, I always find those stories where um, people are isolated out in space, quite unnerving. And um, I love some of the effects. I mean, you know, when you had the effect of the arms and then you had the jaw and then you had the, you know, the giant um, not things, you know, that, that was all kind of, that was all quite fun. I really enjoyed it. And I, and I loved some of the emotional beats in it as well. You know, there's, um, you know, both Donna and the doctor are reflecting about, you know, what happens, you know, if, if they don't, you know, if they don't get out of this, um, adventure, you know, they're stuck out in the middle of, well, not in the middle, on the edge of the universe, you know, and I loved all of that, you know, and, and oh god, there was a really funny bit at the end. You know when the doctor gets rid of the um, the the knot thing that's Donna, and he and he and he opens up the TARDIS and and the and she just slides out. That was just one of the funniest <laughs> things that I've seen. That just cracked me up so much. And I love that bit. Of the, you know, I know they kind of left it quite late to rescue Donna, but I just love the anticipation of that because you didn't, you didn't know for sure if he was going to come back, if it, you know, if he would come back in time and rescue her. So, um, yeah, I I loved it as an episode. It was it was weird. It was quirky. It gave them both a chance to really show their acting chops. And um, you know, I'm I'm going to be really sad when you know David Tennant um, finishes as a fourteenth Doctor. I want more. You know, three episodes is not enough for me. Mm-hmm. I really want more. I wish that I wish they'd had more episodes you know if we'd had a series of eight episodes with the minute i would watch every single one because i think they're dynamite they really are i mean i know we've got a new doctor around the corner but i would love to see more um i mean with regards to the giggle again i haven't really watched anything about it i've kind of purposely stayed away because i you know i don't want to know what's going to happen i'd rather just see it and kind of make my own mind up as i watch it so um i'm looking forward to it i think it i think it may 
obviously we've got a regeneration in there somewhere. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff in it um, tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Coolio. And what would oh, you, um, what would you give out of 10? Sorry. What would I score yeah. it? Oh, um, oh, it's, it's really hard. I've probably, I'm, I'm debating whether to give it an eight or a nine. I would probably say, oh gosh, this is hard. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Let's go down okay. the middle. Okay. Yeah. That's a great score. Um, right. So I think uh, in terms of scores for everything, the average, I think, for the first one is probably an eight. And then the average for this one is probably probably an eight as well, uh, I would say. So a couple of good scores from you guys. Uh, I expected like the odd six in there. The odd seven. I thought at least one of you was going to be like, do you know what, Gary? I didn't want to come on, really, because I didn't want to talk about it. But I'll have to give you a score anyway. But no, very cool. And uh, uh, cheers, Harry, for the heads up there. Sorry, Maria. Um, just got away with me a little bit Sorry. there. I got excited. Uh, so you're looking forward to it. Um, Jordan, are you looking forward to This is a stupid question to ask you guys, but are you looking forward to tomorrow night's episode, The Giggle? I am. I'm really looking forward to it. I think out of all the three this is going to be the one that is sort of the 60th special um you know you've got the toy maker that's your your old monster coming back um units coming back obviously you've got Davidson and Catherine Tate there may or may not because I don't want to spoil it for Maria be a companion that's coming back um you know or, or maybe possibly a couple coming back um so I think that is going to be your your sort of 60th anniversary one out of the three. Yeah, um, true. But yeah, I am yeah. looking forward to it. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, you can blame Disney Plus for the trailer that spoiled the fact that a certain companion is coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Bloody Disney. <laughs> oh, can I just mention one more thing that I that I liked about the Wild Blue Yonder? Um, there was a bit that that um, David Tennant did with the salt, and then at the end of the episode, he he's got a premonition of something bad's coming because he's kind of uh, he created a superstition at the edge of the universe. So I'm just thinking, you know, obviously we've we know the Toy Maker is coming back in the next episode. You know, is there a wider grander plan you know that kind of feeds through these episodes I'm, I'm just wondering if there is because at the moment they seem quite separate but i'm wondering if there's things in them that you know are due to the toy maker so i'm, hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there no that's a good point yeah yeah we also picked up on that there was a couple of things that um that happened or were mentioned a couple of times throughout the episode that you thought is there more to that because then they're, they're throwing it in there more than once um yeah and that was one of them okay cool um matt are you up for the giggle dude i mean you're up for a giggle all the time anyway, mate. you're a very happy uh laughy bubbly guy so um but in terms of the episode the giggle are you up for it mm, no i probably just wait for strictly to come on i think yeah um yeah yeah, yeah. same same yeah, yeah, no, I don't even like Doctor Who. I just come on here because it's a giggle. It's it? one big ruse. <laughs> he's not even a fan. He's just doing it because yeah, no. there's nothing else to do. 
it's oh. all my missus and she just she, she's just shy on the camera so i do it but she, she yeah she, she's, she's holding up one. cards off camera say yeah, this yeah say yeah. this yeah. it's like a scene that i love actually every, yeah. every month <laughs> <laughs> now um I, I i i can't wait um i've tried like maria said i've tried to avoid um especially the the two minute um scenes they they seem to be putting out towards the end of the week. Um, and I've definitely avoided this one because I just want to just go into it with um, such, well, so I, I'm trying not to have so, so much expectations. I've got expectations. I'm trying not to have them. Um, it's like, it's, it's like eating the wrong thing. It's like, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying not to, you know, have that extra chocolate bar, but also it's really tasty. So I'm probably going to have it, but you know, <laughs> I think it's just going to be fantastic. I think the also whilst we've been recording, um, this is hot off the press. Well, for us, by tomorrow or whenever this gets released, you know, people would have seen it. But Russell has they've released a video of Russell um, saying basically, watch this live um, if you if you possibly can watch it live because it's going to explode on the internet afterwards and it's got to be pretty substantial for this with secrets for this to have russell put out a video saying please 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 watch it live so it doesn't get spoiled for you so i don't know i'm i'm very optimistic of all of these things that I keep hearing um, may may come to fruition, and if they do, I will be a very very pleased boy. Nice, very cool. Okay, and Harry, are you like Matt? Can't wait. Here we go. Have some of it, or are you a bit like? Ah, uh, catch it, catch it later. It's on streaming after all. Not going to buy it physically, so whatever oh <laughs> actually <laughs> I, I will be getting the 60th anniversary steelbook i'm such a hypocrite honestly oh so you uh, are buying some physical who yeah oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. i i want to get back into i've not bought a like new series dvd in a few years so um i really want to get back into that um to feel that fuzzy nostalgia but yeah uh the giggle really excited i'm gonna be at work tomorrow so i'll get back from work kick back relax and uh enjoy some celestial toy maker madness you know um Crazy. i mean neil patrick harris just looks so he seems so devilishly delightful in that role um mm. and um it just looks like an absolute hoot so um yeah i'm really looking forward to it but above anything else above anything else like above potential cameos or you know the fact that um I'm sad that David Tennant is leaving leaving us again. Uh, and, you know, I want Shooty's first moment to be absolutely perfect above anything else. Please, can they just get rid of those horrible panting noises in the in the closing credits? Because <laughs> they are the absolute worst. <laughs> oh, dear. I was going to mention that, actually, in the Star Beast. That's the one thing I didn't like, was the panting noises. I'm like, Murray, what's going on in the, the like, orchestra who, room there? Like, I think real? it's a digitary It's a good idea? Did you redo? Did you do? I think. I think that's what they've used. Doesn't sound like oh, a did you know, to me. It sounds like a lot so. of people deep breathing, and it does make Whatever me wonder it is, what is it's... going on in that orchestra room. It sounds like um, what what uh, is in that water that he's been giving? Do you know what, guys? I was going to say. I was going to 
reference somebody very, very inappropriate then? Uh, so, uh, no, don't. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't do this. No, no, no. Those of you old enough to remember, there was a certain artist that used to do a kids' show called uh, uh, Cartoons Club, and he used to do like a load of. <laughs> that was the intro music or the, i don't know but oh, it, that's no. the first thing that came into my head when i heard the outro bit i was like that sounds extremely inappropriate <laughs> but yeah i mean it, i'm with you guys it's a bit weird. yeah get rid just get rid it's it's yeah, it's horrible yeah. <laughs> yeah i haven't noticed that i think I like, it's it's in time, like, but the it, first the, the star beast is definitely there yeah. All right. As soon as the credits I'm roll, mate, and the it. theme kicks in at the end, it's like, <laughs> what the hell is that? And you can and tell immediately what it is. It's in the closing is, credits but... as well. Like, what, it's no. not in the opening credits, but in the closing credits, they just, you know, it would be a really good idea if we just had a bunch of. <laughs> in this, like, <laughs> who? who? <laughs> in their right mind. Oh. <laughs> well, they're probably continuing the tradition of innovation with the sound department from the old days of, you know, the, the BBC sounds department with Delia Derbyshire and all that. And, uh, you know, what was that, what was that group of people called? The radio, the radio Phonics Phonics workshop. workshop. Yeah. They, Murray's like, yeah, let's put some experimental sounds in there and do something different. So got to applaud I mean, him for that, I suppose. Rubbing a key across a piano. That's probably as weird as you can <laughs> get, but having like, like flipping <laughs> panting, <laughs> It's just, oh, it just it makes it makes my skin crawl, honestly. You know we're gonna do this now when you do the outro music, Gary. Yeah. They're gonna be. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! No, we hope you all managed to do something Doctor Who related. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> You guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're cracking up. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh god. Right. I'm very sorry for uh, inciting the uh, <laughs> the hysterics. Uh, it's got to that point in the do, evening. We've just gone. We've I lost. I do think it. it's a didgeridoo, though. I do think it's a didgeridoo. They've obviously used some kind of instrument there. I don't think they would have anybody kind of, you know, dude. Doing I don't think they have. I don't think it is a didgeridoo because that's like mm. you know that's the Australian thing that's like very very deep. I can't even do an impression of it. It's like oh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean, guys? It's like a real deep Matt's like Gary. Don't do it. I, I I wouldn't even dream of trying to I say I can't even do the impression without sounding like the like, person that you were talking about on that kid's throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, kind of throaty, isn't it? Yeah, um, very deep. This is more like yeah, yeah, like a certain previous eighties, nineties <clears> artist <throat> program child entertainer person. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Have you guys got anything else you want to mention before we wrap up? And I don't want to hear. Uh, I don't want to hear any breathing, uh, any serious things that you want to mention. No, you good? Um, I would say the music, the music on, apart from that piece aside, the music, absolutely <laughs> lovely to have um, Murray Gold back. It's, uh, yeah, it, I, I think something that um, 
Harry said earlier that uh, sums it up perfectly. It's it's like coming home. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it struck a chord with me because that's a perfect way to say it. And I think um, it is, and it's also the start of something new because you, you, you tell the you can tell the subtle differences between um series four and and, and now i think that's, that's perfect indeedy yeah you raise a good point it was cool having i felt murray gold's music more in the star beast i felt that was more classic murray gold doctor who rather than wildly yonder i thought that one was a little bit more and rightly so a little bit more creepy atmospheric Mm. suited the story a little bit more can i mention something of course Um, the opening titles um i was watching them when i was um watching the episodes again and i've noticed there is a little bit i don't know if you've noticed it there's a little bit of shudder in one of the shots you know norm you know the, the tardis is kind of bouncing off and going through um the cosmos and the clouds or whatever it's doing it's kind of bouncing around but there's one little bit where the camera or the whatever they're filming seems to shudder, and I just noticed it. And I don't know if it was my TV or um, my laptop, but I'm going to have another look again. I just, I just want to say I love the, I love the opening titles, but I kind of noticed that when I was watching it. I mean, um, huh. yeah, I don't know if anyone else has got any thoughts about the opening titles, but I can't say I've Is noticed that, it, that. But you guys, might so have... when it bursts through. Um, I'll have to I'll have to have another look look again. Um, but yeah, it was really it was a really weird thing because you know normally it's kind of very smooth as it's moving, um, as as the as they're doing all the kind of moving of the TARDIS, and it just looked really weird because it kind of seemed to shudder. But anyway, that might have just been my TV. So you know, I'm not saying anything. Possibly, yeah, yeah. It it might well be there. I didn't I didn't notice it though. Who knows. But it looks very pretty. Looks it very colourful. Very pretty. Very good. It does. Yep. All right then, guys. We've spoken for a long time this evening on the old round table. So, I think at that point, this is you guys haven't even had any alcoholic drinks. I think Jordan has. Have you had a gin, Jordan? Yeah, I did have a fishbowl with gin in it. That's yeah. probably why the conversation went downhill. Yeah. I have alcohol. Oh God, I was just about to I say. Think it's only Harry that's. Yeah, I've got a Guinness. I've got a Guinness. I'm on the squash. Yeah, I'll flip the no. I pissed out tonight. <laughs> I've had a, a a newfound love of Bailey's hot chocolate. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, that sounds so nice. nice. I like a good yeah, Bailey's. Gary's making a horrible face there, but try it because I did that face. And uh, a colleague I work with has it um, every, uh, well, every few days at Christmas. And he kept banging on about it. I tried it. Oh, get some marshmallows, some squirty cream. Mm. <laughs> Bailey's hot chocolate. Bailey's is gross, man. How can anybody drink Bailey's? Yeah. It's like. I'm not a huge oh, Bailey's fan. I'm with you on that one, Gary. Jesus. Oh. I like Bailey's. Loves it. I, my, we, we always have it in our Thank house. You, I don't know. Maybe maybe because maybe um, we like sweet things, because it is quite a sweet mm. drink, to be fair. But it goes down really smoothly. I must admit, I can drink a couple of glasses of that and not feel it. So, you know, it's quite good. Yeah. Mm. If you were brought up on it, if you drank it as a child as well, it probably <laughs> helps. <laughs> start start well. me on. <laughs> All oh, right, we are putting a pin in it there for sure. That was the December roundtable.
you had to do it. I knew there was one of you. And it's the person that hasn't had a drink who's doing it. Unbelievable. Thank you very much for coming back and listening to another roundtable with this lot. It was very cool to have you here. Harry, thank you very much, dude. Thank you very much, Gary. I always love these ones that we do at the very end of the year. They've always got a nice, merry feel to them. So uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everyone. Indeed, yes. Matt, it's been cool, dude. Oh, as always, Gary, as always, it's um, it's such a pleasure every single time um, to have such nice Doctor Who conversations with such awesome people. Um, and yeah, as Harry says, Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, and I hope you enjoy the giggle as I will. Thank you very much. Maria, thank you as always. Oh, thank you, Gary. I was so excited. I really wanted to talk about these two episodes. So um, thank you so much. And uh, bar humbug, everyone. <laughs> and Jordan, thank you very much, dude. Thank you, Gary. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah, and it's nice chatting to everybody. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas and a Merry Christmas to all of you at home. Very cool. So thank you very much. And if you like these roundtable episodes, make sure you are following or subscribing on your fave podcast app of choice to a search for The Big Blue Box. You'll find us on there. Or head over to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen there. Plus, you can check out all the articles and reviews from this lot as well. So get stuck into that. Until the new year. Uh, we're going to do this. Ready? Take care of yourselves. And... Bye. Bye.